This podcast may contain spoilers for whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to viewers and audience. Yo, what's going on? I am Spruce Bonson. And I am Estat Foster. That's right. We come to another episode of the Viewers Anonymous podcast. We'll be giving you our very own reviews and take the movies and TV straight out of Hollywood. What's up with you, my guy? Man, look, I mean, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm all right. You know, things been pretty good. But, you know, I just want to give, you know, a little quick, you know what I'm saying, public announcement real quick that, you know what I'm saying, want to apologize to the people. You know, for the for the inconsistency as of late, you know, because it, it started out with me getting sick. You know what I'm saying? When oh, I got yeah. sick, you know what I'm saying? We missed a week. And then, you know, some other personal things had happened, you know, with let's just say with the team or whatever. And, you know, mm-hmm. y'all, we just been kind of, you know what I'm saying? Stuff has been all over the place, you know. Absolutely. So, uh, but we definitely going to be getting back on schedule and everything. It's just been a lot of just turn of events that happened. And then also with the holidays and shit. You know, we had the holidays to hit and all that type stuff. So, you know, just wanted to throw that out there real quick, you know, before we really got into the pod. But uh but now though, man, I've been I've been I've been good, man. The holidays were a lot better than I thought they were gonna be for me, I would say. Um but you know, at the end of the day, kids good, so they good, I'm good. So but how about you though, man? How you feeling? Everything is all right with you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know that's a loaded question, man. I know it's a loaded question. I mean, nah, man, I ain't gonna lie, man. I, I cannot complain. Um, even even through, you know what I'm saying, tragedy, man, you know, we still blessed. So I can't complain about that. Um, but like as I said, you know, there's been a lot of inconsistencies. Um, like you said, it started off with you getting sick and then um it was a big family emergency that happened uh with me. So uh, it wasn't a lot that we could really do, um, yeah. But we definitely was definitely was trying to make some type of recording happen through all this. So we finally got to it. You know what I'm saying? This is what the the second to last part of the year. You know what I'm saying? We got mm-hmm. one more coming up before the year is over with. So you know what I'm saying? That's dope. And then of course, you know what I'm saying? The, the anniversary pod is popping up as well. Yep. So. It's, you know, this is this is uh this is a huge huge time right now for the viewers anonymous podcast, man. So yes, I'm excited about that. That's definitely a bright spot, uh, in everything that that has uh, happened, um, over this time. And I can't complain, man. The holidays was dope. Um, you know, what I'm saying kicked it with my family, man, and we had some fun. We played some uh some board games and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. We had some fun, man. We we did a good, you know what I'm saying, good little holiday, man. Uh Mom Dukes cooked. Everything was delicious, so can't complain about that, man. Not at all. That's what's up, man. Good deal, good deal, man. I was I was also involved in a few games, you know what I'm saying? It, but it was the uh mm-hmm. you know, more of the silly games of like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, know, you put the blindfold on and you have a spatula and you try to pick up the, the bows and oh, put them in the bow. Like we did that man. type shit. That sounds fun. And then like the whole joint where you get the string and the candy cane and you try to lift up the candy canes and put them in the bowls. So we did like little shit like that. But uh Oh, that sounds fun, is it? Yeah, that shit was wild as fuck. <laughs> it was wild. But it was cool like though, that. man. It was super cool. That's so yeah. Yeah, we ain't we didn't we didn't have those type of fun games. We played a uh, Pictionary, 
You know what I'm saying? We definitely did that. Um, and then we played uh, what's the other one? Uh, catchphrase. They got oh okay catchphrase thing where you could press the button and then you throw it to the next person like a frisbee or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we did that. So yeah, you know, it was we we definitely had some family time for sure. Um, they you know what I'm saying they made some desserts and some cookies and stuff. My sister she bought uh either my sister or my mom they bought like some porcelain um like ornaments and stuff that the kids could paint and all that so oh, it was okay. dope man it was it was real dope bro. no complaints man that's what's up man glad to hear it for sure man so um listen this episode is this is this is right up my alley first and foremost mm-hmm. um I'm super excited about this when I first heard about this uh movie I didn't know what to think of it because I heard a lot of bad reviews. So, of course, you know, going into the movie, you don't want to, you know what I'm saying, have a bad taste in your mouth, but at the same time, you definitely want to see what it's about, especially when um, it's something that's so polarizing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whether it's on the good, fin- or good side of the fence or the bad side of the fence, you definitely want to check it out. So, um, today, this episode, we have uh, Leave the World Behind. Um, a Netflix original movie starring Mahershala Ali, or is it Mahershala or Mahershala? Do you know? It's Mahershala. Okay, so uh, Mahershala Ali, um, Julia Roberts, and Ethan Hawke, um, and of course Kevin Bacon um, was in there. Kevin Bacon, so a co-host of other people. Um, but this movie is pretty much about um, a cyber attack happens in America. And a family is basically going on vacation. The they rent an Airbnb. The family uh, that they rent it from, or the people that they rent it from, ends up coming back to the Airbnb, and they pretty much have to live out their time during um, the whole cyber attack that's going on. So, uh, interesting thing about this, right? Mm-hmm. And. Excuse me, and and the things that I've listened to and watched and from watching the movie as well. What's interesting to me is the um the lack of skills that people are starting to have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be like survival skills, whether it be critical thinking skills, um, just any any type of survival skill for that matter, people are really starting to lose hold, you know what I'm saying, of what we once used to have, right? So for us, our big moment, well we have two basically, but our major uh moment was Y2K. You know what I'm saying? Y2K was coming. We didn't know whether or not the computers were gonna turn over and everything. And of course people have heard us talk about this before because we uh, reference that with other movies that we've seen, but Y2K was the big one, right? That was the one that everybody was going to get food and water and, you know, people were getting bomb shelters made and all kind of things for an event like this. And then, of course, recently we had COVID. So we had to deal with, you know what I'm saying, the whole worldwide shutdown. And, um, the reason I say people were lacking skills is because in that whole situation, people were buying toilet tissue. And 
Like nobody was going after the water. Nobody was going after the food. It was just like people was buying toilet tissue. So like around that time, if you had diarrhea, you know, <laughs> you, know you know what I'm saying? Either you was gonna have to stay on the toilet or you was gonna have to get in the shower afterwards. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was just like it was a weird turn of event, but the the survival skills leading up to that, it just none of it was making sense, right? Um, but this movie in particular, you kind of see how we have gotten away from um, those survival skills that we had, especially when like Y2K was coming up, right? Um, people couldn't find their way uh, around places because there was no GPS. People couldn't, you know, it was hard for people to communicate because there was no cell phones or laptops or, you know, iPads or whatever. And, um the 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 things that you know people were panicking a lot more than usual um in this movie so it was it from what i gathered from it it was a real weird turn of events on how if something like this really happened you know um the way people would react to it always you know it, it from from seeing this it kind of set me you know it kind of set me off it was just weird man um, what was your uh, thoughts and, you know what I'm saying, like, reactions to watching this? Uh, first, I want to rebuttal to something that you were just saying. Um, and I want to reference two people um, because mm -hmm. uh, something that you said reminded me of two people. One was I listened to an interview um, with Killer Mike uh, a couple mm -hmm. years ago. And he was talking about how he wanted to do this whole thing of like, because he remember his grandmother doing it was like raising like their own crops and stuff. He was right. saying that how like, for the most part, like black people don't know how to do that. That black people don't really know how to grow their own crops and, and things like that, because that's something that we kind of got away from. He was saying that his grandma, you know, used to do it around him and kind of taught him how to do it. So he knows how to do it just in case some shit happened. And he also referenced, like, um, he had referenced um, Rick Ross. Rick Ross. How Rick Ross starting to get cattle and stuff. So he was like, and we need to get into that, too. He was saying that's black people because if we need meat, if we got our own cattle, you know what I'm saying, learn how to butcher it up, kill it, you know, all that type of stuff like that. So he was just saying just in case some, you know, end of the world type shit was to happen. So then the other thing that it made me think of was Uncle Washington. Uncle Washington used to always talk about how he don't like, quote unquote, hunting. He said, because like he's like, people use it as a sport. And he was like, but it's only a sport to the people. He's like, it's not a sport to the damn, you know, animal that's being gunned down. But what Killer Mike what that got to do with what Uncle Washington was saying, what they got to correlates is for the most part, who are the people that hunt the most? It's white people. And so they know how for the most part, in certain cases, they know how to survive. And that's what Killer Mike was saying was like us as black people, he was like, if something were to happen, if we don't have, if we don't know how to hunt, and we don't know how to grow our own crops, how are we going to eat? So what that made me think of, like, by watching this movie, 
if some end of the world type shit happened or some Walking Dead type shit happened, it's like, well, when this, all the stores get ramshacked and all that type shit, all right, that's going to run out eventually. So it's like, right. you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to, you know, start kind of fending for yourself. So like watching this movie, it did make me think a lot of The Walking Dead because like you, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews on this movie. And then mm-hmm. while I'm watching it, I wasn't mad at it. I was like, I don't really understand why so many people are upset with this movie. Because in my opinion, a lot of the shit made sense to me. And I didn't really see what a lot of the issue was. Okay. Even even the ending, now we'll get there when we get there, but like even the ending, like when I saw it, even though I knew what it was because of the Joe Button podcast. I was like, okay, I don't understand what they're mad about. But like I said, we'll get there when we get there. But I was like, me, like watching this movie, like to me, the best scene was Mahershala Ali in the car talking to Ethan Hawke, talking about the three things, but also asking him, are you basically are you willing to take it to a level that it needs to be taken to when the time comes? Mm-hmm. And like that was my favorite part sitting there watching because I was like, yo, when he talked about those three steps, made perfect fucking sense to me. Absolutely. Like it made perfect sense to me because the whole thing of like how we are so hung up on technology and also, the things that matter to certain people, it's like if some wild shit like this was to happen, there are a lot of people that are, are really screwed over. Like, they, they just, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're done. So, I don't know, man. Like, honestly, I didn't think it was a bad movie. Now, if we want to talk about a motherfucker getting on your nerves, Julia Roberts got on my nerves. Like, throughout this whole movie. Like, completely got on my nerves. But she redeemed herself, though. I want your opinion on this. Because, like, she got on my nerves the whole movie. She was a straight-up bitch, and she knew she was. Yeah, She even really admitted it. But when she had that conversation with Marsha Ali's daughter in that shed, uh-huh. to me, she kind of redeemed herself a little bit. Yeah, Because she got to talking about, like, how we are mean to each other and how basically we are conditioned to, you know, screw people over for the betterment of ourselves. And Mm -hmm. she was just saying how she got so used to that to where, you know, it just became second nature. And then like when she had that conversation with her, I was like, okay, that shit does make a lot of sense. And we do. In a lot of cases, when you think about America, right? Mm-hmm. It's all we do is fuck each other over, over for capitalism. Absolutely. Insurance is a scam. Absolutely. Fucking even just little shit is like far as like having a baby. What are a lot of the primary things that you need when you have a baby? Right? You need depending on how the woman wants to do it. Let's say she don't want to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. Formula is off the motherfucking meat rack. Like yep. shit is expensive as fuck. Diapers, expensive as fuck. Wipes, yep. expensive as fuck. Fucking cribs, 
high as hell. Like, if like everything that you need for your baby to be good and comfortable is high as fuck. Like, mm-hmm. that's what America is. America is here to just screw everybody over. And the people feed off of that. So, like, watching this movie, it's like, yo, like, what she said in that part, it made so much sense to me. Because that's all we do. Like, at the end mm-hmm. of the day, like, most people just screw over other people. So, I want my question to you is like, how did you feel about the Julia Roberts character? Like, did you like her? Did you not like her? Or, like, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so um, I watched this movie twice. Um, and initially, the first time watching it, like everybody, I was annoyed with her character, right? But after seeing the movie and understanding everything that was going on, the second time watching it, I had to I had to take a step back and, and relook at this character, right? Because truthfully, in a moment like this, that's the type of character I feel everybody is gonna be. Right? Okay. Um and and I, I understood what they were trying to do in the in the movie with her and the family popping up and everything else, and then you know the family being black, so on and so forth. I got that. That was cool. But in that type of situation, with everything that's going on, you don't really have any kind of communication. The TV's not working. The broadcast system's not working. You're not really getting any information, whether it be from a radio, so on and so forth. Um, you you kind of want somebody to be that person, right? You kind of want mm-hmm. somebody to be guarded at all times because you don't know what's going on. You have no idea. Not only that, your family is there too. So yeah, in the moment when we're watching this, it seems as if, you know, everything is cool. But truth of the matter is, you know, Mahershala and his daughter could have went in and killed everybody and just took everything over. You know, luckily that wasn't the case. But, you know, you those type of moments, you have to be careful. You really can't trust anybody because you don't know what's going on. You mm-hmm. know? Um, so for her to kind of be, you know, picky about everything, the second time watching it, knowing everything ahead of time, it, it made sense as to why her character was that way. You know, even when she was talking to Ethan Hawke and, you know, they had the conversation, she was like, yeah, we don't know them. We don't blah, blah, blah. Like she was giving them reasonable things to say, you know, we might not want them to stay here. Um, the only thing that kind of fought that was the fact that he knew her name. You know what I'm saying? He talked to her. He knew the name of the people that lived there. You know, he, he even had the uh the key to the, you know, the gesture and everything. So it was things that could that could have let her, you know what I'm saying? Like let her guard that. Ease. Exactly. But at the same time, like I said, not knowing anything and you kinda in the dark with everything, it, it, it made sense as to why she was acting the way she was acting. Um excuse me. So initially, yeah, I was annoyed with her character, but on, upon the second watch, I was like, nah, she she was doing the right thing. Um, if you ask me, Ethan Hawke, 
um, he was too trusting. You know, you don't you don't want that type of person, you know, to to kind of be in charge in that moment. Um, especially when, you know, your family is at stake. You know what I'm saying? Your safety is at stake. Your survival is at stake. You really don't want that kind of person making the, the decisions. You know what I'm saying? Or the final decisions, at least, uh, in that situation. So, no, nah, I, I, I kind of came around to her character. Um, as far as redeeming herself, uh, I agree. She definitely redeemed herself in the moment because with especially, you know, in the situation that they're facing with all the deer, you know, looking like they're about to attack. What I what I thought was um, super important was the fact that uh, her daughter was missing, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, with her with her child missing, her motherly instincts kick in. You know what I'm saying? With her son being sick, you know, her motherly instincts are kicking in. So when they have that conversation, and the daughter, uh, Mahershala's daughter, is trying to or explaining to her, you know. I miss my mom and, you know, all of these things is going on. And now she has this information. When something like that happens, her motherly instincts kick in. You know what I'm saying? She becomes a, you know, she becomes the mama bear in that situation where even though this isn't her child, still because they have some sort of connection, she's trying to do her best to protect her. And I thought, you know what I'm saying, in in that situation, um, for her character to have that type of turnaround, you know what I'm saying? That was dope for them to write that in the movie. Um, but going back real quick, Ethan Hawke's character, right? Him being so trustworthy and him so um, being so free and so loose with everything. You know what I'm saying? What did you What did you think about the way his character kind of handled himself in this situation? I, <clears throat> I agree with what you're saying because I think what it was, I think both of them was if if you saying it's like one was all the way to the right and one was all the way to the left. Yeah. And neither one of them was balanced. You know what right. I'm saying? Like Julia Roberts was like, I don't trust a motherfucker. And then he's like, well, they got this, they got this, they got this. So obviously they got to be good. Now, right. granted, what you said is also true. Some of it is kind of common sense to a way. And I, but I get why she was questioning some things. Because cause Ethan Hawke, he had good points. He knew your name from the email. He he had the key. You know what I mean? Like, he he know where, you know, everything is. Like, he explained mm-hmm. why he didn't go to the front door and, and why he went to the side door because there was, right. you know, this door had a window on it. You know, like, everything that he was saying, I can understand why Ethan Hawke was a whole lot more trusting. But, mm-hmm. um... But I do hear and see what you're saying because I do think that even though he had valid points, I still don't think this, that this was anything that anyone, well, with, well with, with technology being what it is, you could find some information and get people names and shit like that. So mm-hmm. that is a possibility. And also what sucks about the world is all of the scamming out here. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, she's probably looking at it because, like she said in that shed, like, all we're doing is scamming each other, like, all the time. You know what I'm saying? Scamming, being mean to each other, lying to each other. Like, that's all we're doing. And there could be a possible situation where someone could have 
hacked his email and got their names and act like they lived there. So, but yeah, but to answer the question, like, I, I do think Ethan Hawke was just a little bit too trusting, but mm-hmm. not to the extreme though, because remember when the, when a Latino lady came up on him, he wasn't really fucking with her. He stopped, but he never, you know what I mean? He really just pulled off well, from the lady. Well, well, not necessarily. And the only reason I say that is because I think that the difference between that situation and the situation of them coming to the house was the situation with the lady on the side of the road, there was a language barrier. Yeah. Right. And he didn't know what she was saying. There was no way for him to understand. He didn't know Spanish. You know, she didn't speak English. So it's a language barrier there. And then not only that, he's lost too. Right? He's in distress himself. So for him to be out somewhere where he doesn't know the area, he doesn't know where he's at, and it's this lady just randomly on the side of the road. And not only is she on the side of the road, she don't speak English. Yeah. You know, that situation in itself is a dangerous situation, right? Because you don't know what could be lying in wait. She could be distracting you from somebody coming to take the car from you. Exactly. Or she could be, you know what I mean, just anything. So I think that situation is a tad bit different. Um, But the situation with them coming to the house initially, um, of course, he was being logical. You know what I'm saying? He he like, yeah, the, the you know he knew your name, you know he knows what stuff is. So it kind of makes sense that he's the person. And then not only that, you know, when he's explaining everything and he's talking about everything, and you know he's telling them like, you know, I, I don't have an ID because you know this happened or anything like that. The one thing I think could have fixed all of this, right? was when the daughter had um it was a moment where the daughter had walked off and she went into a room. Yeah. And she went she went to go get the vape pen. And when you seen her going to the room, you seen pictures everywhere. That could have fixed it right there. You could have went in and got a picture of yourself. See, this is my house. Well I don't know if it was picture it seemed like it was like picture of like like historical black people, it felt like. Like I don't know I mean, if he it, had it any pictures been, of them. It could have. I mean, just I'm. I'm saying just the fact that because it was their house, right? Yeah. And they knew the neighbors. You know, he even mentioned the neighbors by name and everything else. Um. And but just the fact that there's something there that has a resemblance of you, right? Yeah. Even if you even if you could have went to go find some papers or something with your name on it, in that moment it's something that you can identify yourself with somehow, some way. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Especially with with the um the credits that he was giving off. You know, he's talking about he on the border of Philharmonic and so on and so forth. Like so it's something there, bro, that you can, you know, kind of let people know, hey, this is me. You know what I'm saying? Um yeah. Even though, like, the way that he was describing it was basically like, this is like a summer house. You know what I'm saying? This is our house that we come to on vacations and stuff like that. Like, everybody in the area, it seemed like that was their summer house. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. And then, you know, 
and the whole thing of, you know, the elevators being out in the city and he lived on the 14th floor and he got a bad knee and he didn't want to climb the steps. But but then at the same time, it was like, wow, how crazy the city was. But my thing was how they were like, like Julia Roberts and, you know, her family, they was like, yo, they didn't even want to tell him about the boat that just came up on the on the beach. You know what I'm saying? Like, now, granted, like, my whole thing is like, yo, there's certain information that you may want to withhold. Just, you know what I mean? I don't feel like that was something that they should have withheld. I don't know why that was something that they was holding on to by not telling them. Because, like, my whole thing is like, the way that this movie kind of, like, set itself up, like, all right, yo, look like this boat is coming, like, right for us. Yeah, the hell is going on? So then you just see this boat. Just see, usually movies usually give you like the same shit. Like you always see like the birds, like the first motherfuckers to leave. Like mm-hmm. birds, like yo, something weird going on. We out of here. Like right. this was just a, a random ship, just mm-hmm. fucking just running straight to shore. And so then it's like, okay. So then, these deers just fucking just standing in the backyard, like right. what? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I never looked it up. I don't know if deers is one of those animals that sense stuff going on. I never really oh, animals are animals are a huge, huge indicator of anything going back. Well, yeah, I just only really seen like the bird thing. Oh no! So like. That's that's with and all dogs, animals. yeah. No, that's that's with all animals. It don't matter. It don't matter what it is. Cats do the same thing. Animal, all animals do the same thing. They sense when stuff is off instantly. So you might see, like for instance, because um, I don't know how it is in South Carolina, right? Like, so you might see one year where, um, like certain animals just so happen to just pop up. In uh, in you know what I'm saying like living spaces, right? Um, for us in in Ohio, especially in Dayton, it was a time where they were building like out towards the rural areas. Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening was like when you were in, you know, what I'm saying like the normal living spaces that you know we we you know frequent, you would see like deer just popping up. Deer was just everywhere. Like, I remember one morning coming outside. I think I was in high school. It was, I was on high school. Uh, it was like summer break or whatever. I wake up one morning, it's a deer in the backyard. Mm-hmm. But we live by, like, the, the area we live by is a bunch of, like, it's a big wooded area. But because they were doing construction on a freeway not too far out, they, you know, they, they were pushing animals to migrate towards other places. So like stuff like that, it always happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I I forgot what year it was, but I remember a long time ago. Like it was a big thing about deer being on the highway. You know what I'm saying? Like people's cars were constantly, you know, people were constantly hitting deers. It was always a deer accident. So because of that, and so much construction and moving and putting up towers and all this other stuff, you you know what I'm saying you pushing animals out of their habitats to go, you know, migrate other places. And in the mo- in that moment, they have to, you know, they usually go to where, you know, food sources are. 
that's the first thing that they do. So usually, you know, you might see an influx of raccoons. That's because, you know, wherever they build in that, it was raccoons there. You know, there's a lot of raccoons in that area. So, you know, just any any kind of animal will always give you indications of what's going on, you know what I'm saying, around you for sure. Yeah, definitely. And um, so you had you had the deer joints, and then the the one scene that really was, I mean, I, I the only word that's really coming to mind is disturbing, is when Mahershala Ali went to the one neighbor's house, and the house was like flooded out, and so like. You know, he ended up like walking like towards the back, like where the, where the beach part was, mm-hmm. and he see this watch, and so he just see this watch in the sand, like like what the fuck, and he goes to grab the watch, and when he lifts it up, half of an arm come up, detached mm-hmm. from the body, and then he dropped that shit, turns around, and he see the captain of you know of a plane, and then he looks, and there's just planes just crashed into this fucking beach. Mm-hmm. So then he looks up and hears there's another plane coming and that shit just nose dives into the fucking ground. Right. And then we find out that the navigation system shits are down. Mm-hmm. And what was weird, I don't think that the navigation stuff was necessarily down. I think that it kind of rerouted it to land there because all of them was crashing into the same area. Nah, it's a, so the the satellites and stuff got hacked. Yeah, and everything got shut down, and so it wasn't the fact that they were landing in the same area; it's the fact that they were probably taking the same route to get to a certain spot, right? Yes. So even with the ship. A lot of people don't understand, like, with a lot of these massive vehicles that we have, like submarines, naval ships, airplanes, um, helicopters, and stuff like that, a lot of the, the the flying and sailing and all that stuff is not by hand, right? A lot of the stuff is on autopilot. And most of the time, the, the pilots are really there to kind of, like, regulate everything. They're not really like they're not really flying the, the planes or sailing the ship like we think they are, right? It's yeah. really the they're taking off and landing. Really, not even that. They really just there to kind of you know navigate things, make sure everything running smooth. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, like for the most part, if uh, what's the oh man, what's the one show that we watched on uh, Apple with Idris Elba? When they did the hijack, uh, hijack, hijack, yeah, hijack. Okay, uh, if you watch hijack, right? If you notice, everything that they're doing in the cockpit and and back at the um, at the towers and everything, all of that is already automated. They already know what route is going to take. They already know, you know, what I'm saying like even remember when the route they flew the route off or whatever. And they was like, yeah, it's not supposed to take that route. The route is already pre-made, so the plane already knows where to go. They're kind of just making sure everything goes smooth. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. All of the all of that stuff is based on navigation. And everything we've seen it with the with the the Teslas. You know what I'm saying? If you notice, all the Teslas is going 
to the, you know what I'm saying, to the same spot because they were programmed, you know what I'm saying, to go to these destinations. With the planes, if you if you cut navigation off and everything else, you know, I, I don't know if people really like pay attention to these kind of type of things, but it's kind of hard to fly that big ass plane, you know what I'm saying, with a little bitty ass steering wheel. Imagine yeah. how it is, like imagine how it is driving an F-150. Yeah, but it's going a hundred miles an hour. Trying to control the F one fifty going a hundred miles an hour. You know what I'm saying? Doing that in a plane is like a hundred times that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you don't got no traction. It's all air. So you know what I'm saying? Like it's it, it. A lot of that is really just navigation, GPS, all that. The pilot is just like, all right, let's make sure this is still going the way it's supposed to go. You know what I'm saying? They're talking back between the tower, back and forth, communicating everything. And if, you know what I'm saying, if they do got to land something, then it's a possibility that they, you know what I'm saying, can do that. But for the most part, all of this stuff is, is automated. Everything that we really do is automated. You know what I'm saying? Unless you got like one of them crop dusters, then outside of that, most of the <laughs> stuff is automated. <laughs> yeah, definitely not a crop duster. Um, definitely not. Yeah, and like that scene was that scene was pretty wild, and so I thought that the setups to everything was cool. And but I think what what Julia Roberts didn't appreciate was the type of person that they were quote unquote shacked up with. Like mm-hmm. he had a lot of insight that they had no idea because of his right. job, right. and not only just his job, but the people that he communicated with. Absolutely. Because that's something that I think that, like us like commoners don't tend to understand. It's like there are rooms that we can't get in. There's people that we can't compensate with that know shit. Mm-hmm. And he was in some of those rooms with people that knew things yeah. that we don't know. And so he was able to you know in, in stages give them a little bit of information of things that he knew they never would have even known. So they were actually kind of lucky, even though he was a guy. And I think that his character was one of the characters that was, even though he was super smart, in a world where is everyone fend for themselves, he's not the best person to be around because he was super trusting too like he took a lot of shit like like that scene where him and his daughter was laying in the bed like yo we're la- we we sleeping in the basement of our own house because mm-hmm. you letting them kind of you know control and navigate this whole situation and like he was the person who really saw good in people and mm, oh, no. you don't think so I felt like I felt like he kind of saw like good in people I'm, okay, so I don't I don't want to say he didn't see good in people, but I don't think that was his um, I don't think that was his reasoning behind everything, right? <clears throat> Knowing what he already knew, and you know, what I'm saying kind of using that to kind of gauge the situation that was going on. I think what he was really trying to do by letting them kind of you know what I'm saying stay at peace was you know, he needed more information about what was going on. And mm-hmm. until he got that information, 
you know, in his head, the best thing to do is let these people be. We're going to let these people do what they came to do. We're not going to be in their way. We're going to stay out the way. We're going to be, you know what I'm saying, as invisible as possible. Because what you don't want, right, <clears throat> is for something to break out. You don't know these people. You don't know what's going on. And now you have to basically fight for, you know what I'm saying, your place. Even if you notice, like, when he pulled the thing out, he was trying to hide the gun so he wouldn't make them feel uncomfortable about, yeah. you know what I'm saying, them being there. Because he already knew, you know, popping up at a time like this with the situation that's going on. Mind you, he just left the city where everything was frantic. You know, he's trying to keep everything at calm and at, and at bay. So if something does happen, he can somehow be in control of everything. At least from his, you know, at least from his standpoint, which I thought was very smart because you know, you don't know what they brought with them. You don't know what they came here to do. You don't know nothing about these people. You just know that these people are renting your spot for however long they're renting it. You know, they could have shotguns in there. You know what I'm saying? They could have any kind of weapons. You don't know who else is there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you, you got to play, you know what I'm saying, everything by ear and, and by chance at this point. So, for him to kind of let them, you know what I'm saying, do their thing, I thought was smart because you know, you making yourself seem um, seem uh, like a you know what I'm saying a nonviolent deterrent, even though you have you know what I'm saying options to go choose you know to choose if something like that happens, but you you kind of making yourself seem unthreatening. Yeah. While trying to figure out everything, while trying to get information, you know what I'm saying you plan it the best that you can. And and for me, in a situation like that, I felt like that he did the right thing. You know, now he is pretty much facing the same thing that they're facing, right? You're trying to stay safe. You're trying to keep your daughter safe. You're trying to keep your family safe. Um, you know what I'm saying? You, he kind of knew a little bit more than what they knew, but he still really didn't know too much. You know what I'm saying? He didn't know what was going on, just like they really didn't know what was going on. So, um he kind of had like an inkling of it. That's what it seemed. Cause he was talking about how he was seeing the numbers. He was seeing money being moved certain ways. He mm-hmm. was talking to certain people and they were saying certain things. What I thought was interesting though, was when him and Julia Roberts were sitting at the table and he was letting her know, you know, he was finally opening up and telling her everything. And he was saying how, you know, when he had, when he was talking to his client, he was like, oh, you know, you're going to do your cabal thing. The first time, his client laughed about it. But this time, his client didn't laugh. And he was like, yeah, you know, just be safe. And he was like, yo, you know, he realized that it wasn't the fact that, you know, we got this secret shadow government that's in power. It's the fact that nobody is in power. And with yeah. this one, you know, that's way more dangerous than anything. I thought that was a very uh, interesting plot twist that they put on that because usually it's always somebody to point a finger at and somebody to blame. But yeah. this time, you know, this time it's, it's nobody to blame. You don't know what's going on. You just know that a few people kind of got, you know, a heads up with everything. But even them, even the ones that, you know, move everything behind the scenes and you know, pull the strings, they don't even have, you know what I'm saying, the power at this point. 
you know, and you look at that situation like, what are you supposed to do then? You know, so I, at this point, it had turned into a mad match. True, but I think the Kevin Bacon character kind of placed some blame. Because first he said, the Japanese, the Chinese, then he was like, he think it's the Koreans. And so then they showed him the 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 pamphlets that was being you know passed out or whatever well mm-hmm. dumped out and the kid was able the, the one boy was able to recognize like yo this says death to America it's like I don't know what the rest of it says but because I did this one certain thing I know that this says death to America yeah. and um and so that kind of gave them somewhere to kind of point the finger in a way but even but with didn't it really didn't because like the thing is the thing about everything as far as social media as far as really America in general there's so much false news out there not only is it so much false news out there is that people believe it you can show people anything and people will believe it without even researching it. It's mm-hmm. like the whole shit with headlines. And mm-hmm. so because people are so gullible, especially in America, people are very gullible. And it's right. just like, yeah, you could dump some shit out to just get people to, that's just like the whole shit with, uh, with the coronavirus. You know what I'm saying? What were they doing? It's the Chinese. So what are we going to do? Every Chinese person we see in America, we're going to beat them up. For fucking what? Like, right. it's just like, we we do so much dumb shit to where it don't make any sense, but we just do the shit. And it's like, so anybody could have just dumped those pamphlets out to place blame on somebody because they know they can hit you with the misdirection to where, like, I could dump all these fucking papers out. It ain't got nothing to do with these people. But Americans will believe it. You know what I'm saying? So the the interesting part about that is, right, is that when they were talking to Kevin Bacon, he was breaking down, you know, basically how to topple um, a country from within, right? So he was saying you cut off all sources of communication. Yeah, that was step one. Satellites, yeah, satellites, everything. You cut everything off, right? Um, Then not only that, you start to misinform people. You put the misinformation out there, which was the pamphlets, right? Um, because he was saying that somebody else was seeing those pamphlets, but it was in a totally different language. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And then the third step is to pretty much just sit back and let the people do what they're going to do. Because now that the people are frantic, now that the people are misinformed, the people are scared, fear is going to take over. And when fear takes over, people, you know what I'm saying, super irrational and so you know you kind of seen that in that moment when they went to go to Kevin Bacon's house and he's like yo you know I just want to help him his son you know what I'm saying he's not feeling good I know you you stock up you do all these things I just need some medicine but he like yo you know I got money he like yo that ain't gonna be worth nothing you know what I'm saying this is a barter system what can you give me in order to get this even then, before all that happened, he got a gun pointed at him the whole time. 
Yep. You know what I'm saying? Just in case. You know, so that those are the type of things um that well, yeah, those are the type of things that, that's gonna happen in a situation like this because when you look at the news, the news is fear mongering twenty four seven. You know, if if you live in the all white neighborhood, they got you thinking that black people is doing all this other stuff. If you live in a black neighborhood, they got you thinking white people is doing all this other stuff. Or if you live in a rich neighborhood, they got you thinking that the poor people are coming. If you live in a poor neighborhood, they got you thinking that the rich people keeping you down. You know what I'm saying? If you're from here, if you're yep. a citizen, they got you thinking that the immigrants are coming. If you're an immigrant, they got you thinking that the citizens is going to snitch on you and get you out of here. You know what I'm saying? Everything is divided, right? Um, yep. Even if you look at social media today, like everything is talking about division. It's a man against woman or uh, straight against gay or black against white or, you know what I'm saying, something against Asian or Asian against white or whatever the case may be, it's, it's, it's always some type of division and it's used, that's actually used to fuel capitalism. But this is giving us a glimpse at what happens when capitalism goes out the window and now, you know, it's used to pretty much, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, top of the government. Mm-hmm. You know, and basically what they were pretty much saying was this is just an attack on America. None of the rest of the country got nothing to do with this shit. I mean, none of the rest of the world had nothing to do with this. This is all just in America. You know, and you've seen that, you know, transportation was cut off. So you couldn't get on a major freeway or major byway or highway or none of that. Um, and what I what I thought was super interesting was even though, you know, everything was going on, they really were at the safest possible location, you know what I'm saying, throughout the whole movie. You know what I'm saying? They were way away, tucked away in the neighborhood that didn't have nothing to do with nothing. They were far away from the city. And then when we seen what was going on in the city, you know what I'm saying, you seen stuff explode and you heard gunshots, people screaming and all this other stuff. So I looked at it like, um, and because, you know what I'm saying, like like I said, this is right up my alley, right? So like anything like apocalypse or end of the world or any of that shit, I always watch. Um, to me, I always look at it like the major cities are always going to have issues, right? If you're in a city, it's always going to be an issue. Those are the first places that's going to go down. Um, I think that the neighborhoods first throughout the country, though, like the smaller neighborhoods where it's not so much, you know, everything is ran by automation and everything else, those are going to be the places that end up surviving and thriving and everything in those situations because, you know, you like you said earlier, you know, they were talking about, you know, like Mike, um, Killer Michael saying, like, we got to feed ourselves. We got to learn how to do certain stuff. For the most part, if you live outside of a city or if you live in a rural area, you're already doing it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and even, I, I feel like even if, even if you don't know how to do these things already, you know, it's, these things aren't hard to learn. You know what I'm saying? My grandma taught me how to plant, you know what I'm saying, and, and grow food and stuff in my backyard. So that's something that, you know, since I got a, a little bit of knowledge of. As far as hunting, I mean, I ain't never hunted, but, you know what I'm saying, I know a lot of people who fish. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's a, it's a bunch of different things you can do. 
you know what I'm saying, to survive situations like this. But I felt like with them, because they were so caught up in their lives and because everything was going on, they didn't have those skills, right? And then not only that, they lived in a big city where you don't even need those skills for real. Like, if you live in New York, where are you going hunting? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where are you, where are you going to grow something? You know what I'm saying? Everything is down there, a street or Concrete. a club. Or, yeah. So when you're in those type of places, it's, it's going to be way more difficult than it would be for, you know what I'm saying, like somebody like me or, I mean, I'm not sure how far you live away from the country, but, you know what I'm saying, somebody like you, like, when you're not in these major cities, I think you stand a better chance than those people that live in these major cities that rely on a lot of this automated stuff. You know what I'm saying? True. And before before we get to the girl, because in the ending <laughs> and stuff, so you brought up a point, and when I was watching this, I was like, oh my God, like, Uncle Washington. It's the only thing I think of. So the part where Kevin Bacon was like, like what you said, this is only happening in America. He was like, yo, we created a lot of enemies. Mm -hmm. It was like, maybe these people could have, you know, band together and they're the ones who are doing this to us. Because he said it could be China, Japan, and and Korea and all this stuff. It could have been Russia. It could have been anybody. Yeah. And so what it made me think of was when all of the stuff was going on with Trump, right? And people mm-hmm. was talking about like, leaving the country and all this type of stuff. Because, like, you know, people will look at it like, like to some Trump supporters, they'd be like, well, you know, if you don't like it, you know, move. And Uncle Washington would always say, name one place where America hasn't caused destruction. And when you think about it, look at all the military bases we got spread out out through all of these countries. Look at all these countries that we either rigged an election for because we wanted a certain person in power because we could either persuade them to do what we want them to do or whatever the case may be. Like, America has their finger in everything on this globe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whether they either rigged an election, whether they know the person in charge, like Oh man, um we lost S Doc. Give us a minute. Hold on. Let's fix that. Alright, we back, we back. Yeah, but like Russia's like, we ain't fucking with y'all like that. Like we ain't like we ain't bowing down to y'all. Like we've been beefing with these motherfuckers forever. Just the Cold War and shit, like, cause they they're they're like, yo, we're not bowing down to y'all. Like, we ain't, you know what I'm saying? Now the only person that kinda did it was fucking Trump, but like everybody else is like, nah, like we, you know. So like that was the first thing that I thought of was like, dang, like, you know, when Uncle Washington would say that he was like, yo, name one place that you know what I'm saying America either hasn't corrupted or or whatever the case may be, or cause destruction in their in their country, to where like yeah, like these motherfuckers don't fuck with us like that. Like they don't they don't really like Americans like that. The truth of the matter is, and this is just my opinion, right? I don't I don't really have too many facts to back this up, uh, just besides history. Um, but I, I don't really have like things that I'm gonna throw out there. 
Um, but I feel like if anybody was to go through that personally, it'd be England, right? It'd be the UK. <clears throat> because throughout time, that's what they've done. They've always done the same thing. Us being like the little sister of England is is just something that you know is is natural for this country, right? It's modern day imperialism. Everywhere they go, they've stayed. They've never went somewhere and then left. You know what I'm saying? Um, they've taken places over and acquired them for whatever the case may be. But England has always done that same thing. European countries have always done, <clears throat> excuse me, that same thing. And so. Um, in a situation like that, I don't think that America uh, would necessarily be the actual target. I think other places would be those targets. However, though, I think that because we're in such a fast-paced, um, we're in such a fast-paced um, technological revolution. I don't even think that this is a this is a possible situation, right? Um, it's a, it was a story that came out not too long ago that it was a a, um, a European um, it was a European group. They were hackers, okay? okay. And one of the dudes he was hacking all this other stuff, and he was like, I think he was like fourteen or fifteen, but he was hacking all this stuff. Like, so he ended up hacking like a bank. He ended up hacking. Uh, he ended up hacking like uh, the um, the security cameras and stuff mm-hmm. that the you know what I'm saying like for the for the government that they're using. But the 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 only way that this dude got caught was because he hacked the servers and released Grand Theft Auto Six footage. That's how he got caught. Mm-hmm. And he they captured him. And put him in a mental hospital. So I, I feel like a situation like this, like this is this is gonna take like a a covert like special ops ghost team to do all this shit and make this happen. I don't think that this is something that, you know what I'm saying, or it would have to take the actual government to do this. It wouldn't be you know what I'm saying, like another country to, to be able to infiltrate and do this only because, like you said, we have so many bases around the world, you know what I'm saying, for instance, with the whole Ukraine situation. The only reason that Ukraine and Russia even started fighting was because Ukraine was giving, um, they were giving up possession of areas that would basically put America in a surrounding situation, you know what I'm saying, involving Russia. We was basically going to be surrounding Russia's borders if we would have took this this area from Ukraine. And that's really why that whole war started, right? It's 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 all checked. And so um in situations like that, like I don't I don't think that doing anything cyber is going to be the cause or anything like that. Because I mean if you think about it, look at TikTok, right? America is doing their best to stop TikTok from being the power that it is as far as social media. But truth of the matter is, is that they did a whole report, and I don't know if this is true or not because it's, you know what I'm saying, news saying it, so it could be propaganda. They were saying how the Chinese version of TikTok is nothing like our version of TikTok. Mm. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've we, heard that. Yeah, I'm not surprised if, if that's the truth, but then again, I don't know if that's the truth, right? Because there's no telling what the fuck is going on in other countries. That's just like if you go to, you know what I'm saying, like we're able to watch like BBC World News and, you know, it's instances where they got somebody speaking a totally different language, but they got somebody voicing over, you know what I'm saying, pretty much translating whatever that person is supposedly saying. We don't know what that person is saying. If you don't speak fucking, uh, uh, I don't know, if if, if we watching this Hindu man on BBC talking and, you know what I'm saying, in Hindu language, we, if you don't speak Hindu, you don't know what the fuck this dude is really saying. Yeah. You just hear whatever the person is, you know what I'm saying, translating saying. He could be talking about, yeah, you know, the British came in and they, they started taking everything over. They started shooting people in the translator like, yeah, he's talking about how the president of India is doing such a bad job. You, you know what I'm saying? You don't know these Yeah. <laughs> you know, that remind me of, yo, mm-hmm. I was on I was on this rush hour kick early, uh, earlier. Yep, and like, yep. uh, yeah, exactly so the part where shot with two, he was like, I want all the fine women on this side and all the men and ugly women on this side. And yeah. so then he was just like, you know, he want men on this side, women on this side. And then he was like, he was like something about asking about the triads and like Jackie Chan just said some wild shit. Like they ain't had nothing to do with what he said. And everybody started laughing. He was like, okay, so y'all playing. Y'all want to play. He had no idea what he said because he don't know he don't know their language. But see, that's what I'm saying. So like when we see these things, bro, like we don't really know what's going on nowhere. We only can can go off of whatever you know. Saying these sources are whatever information these sources are giving us, and we can only make you know what I'm saying inferences from that. And so like to me, when I see these things, I kind of take everything with a grain of salt because it's like okay, just like the story about the dude that you know they say well. He got caught because he hacked the GTA server or whatever. That might not even be how the dude got caught. He might have got caught when he did the whole bank thing. They just so mm-hmm. happened to catch him doing the GTA shit. So because GTA is such a big thing, this is why we caught. This is how we caught him. You know what I'm saying? Because now it could be a bigger story, and now we can get more eyes on it. Because GTA is such a big thing, nobody's gonna give a fuck about him hacking the bank. If anything, they're going to support my man hacking the bank because they're going to be like, yo, hack that motherfucker and send some money to you. Yeah, because they're going to say insurance will cover the money anyway. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. So nobody's going to care about that. But if you say, yeah, he, he hacked the GTA servers and leaked a whole bunch of stuff, you're going to be like, what? You're going to go straight to it. You're going to read it. You're going to look at it. You're going to try to find what he leaked. You know what I'm saying? That type of thing. So, I, I, mean, I, I mean, I just don't know, man. It's kind of hard to believe that with everything that's going on you know what i'm saying that this is this is one of the ways that something like that is going to happen you know what i'm saying um you know the whole hacking thing or something like that i, I just I, I can't see it personally i feel you i feel you so this is my thing right so julia Roberts' daughter is you know, the youngest person in the whole movie. So obviously, like her her brain chemistry is just different from everybody else's because absolutely the thing that she was exposed to, the city that she grew up with, that you know, everybody else, because even her brother was like he was kind of in that middle stage of where, you know, either shows or social media wasn't like my life. Like 
I was I was kind of interested in some other things before that happened. But he also is being a horn dog because you see a girl and he, you know, hormones are raging. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like he got other shit that's going on. But the daughter is obsessed with like, you know what I'm saying? She, she's watching Friends. She got introduced to the show. She's like into the show. And it's just like, all right, I got one episode to go and I need to know what happened. So like throughout the whole movie, other than just the parts of her noticing the deers, really her whole character's like, I want to know what the fuck happened on this last episode of Friends. And it's like, to me, a lot of the kids her age is one track minded. It's like you see all of this, well, even if she's even noticing. The, the weird shit that's going on, she's one track minded. Where it's like, yo, I, I want to know what happened to friends. I want to know what happened to friends. I want to know what happened to friends. And so for her to take off on her family, go to this house, and I think what it was was just like, I mean, the girl was 13. It seemed like her mom really kind of didn't let her. I guess I really eat what she want to eat because, like, yo, she was going ham on that candy and that fucking juice, boy. She was murdering that shit, but it was like she ain't uh, had that to drink and eat months. I want to know how long this movie was supposed to be over the span of because I understand that, you know what I'm saying, like stuff like that. You know, she went to go find the friend's DVD, she found it and was able to watch it and all that. That's all cool. What type of Electronics did they have? Is my question. Because you mean in that bunker? No, in that house. Because my understanding was the power went out, right? Yeah, but that bunker had like like its own generator type of thing. Because no, remember, she turned I, the thing. That yeah, no, that I know. I'm not talking about the bunker. I'm talking about the house. The power went out. Remember? Yes. How the fuck did? All them electronics they charge throughout that time. No, they didn't. No, nothing upstairs worked. Only yeah, in the bunker. The bunker was connected to his own power source. Nah, I ain't talking about. I ain't. I'm not even talking about that house. I'm talking about the Airbnb. Oh, okay. All okay. They electronics they charge, bro. They didn't have no power. Well. I know what you mean because, like, the because they still had their phones, but the phone. Well, I guess if you look at it this way, if your phone now, this is what I noticed about phones. I'm starting to get careless, and I'm starting to now my shit's starting to fuck up. Mm-hmm. What people don't understand is like you don't supposed to leave electronics charged up like when you're sleeping, like overnight and shit. You're supposed to unplug that shit because it saves your battery life. And like once you start leaving that shit on the charge overnight, multiple, 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 multiple nights, then your battery starts dying a whole lot faster. Now I'm dealing That's with that. That's not true. That's not. That's true. true, dude. I'm telling you, my watch. Is not true. This shit don't last to the end of the day no more. Listen, and I've been getting careless. I've been leaving the charge. I'm telling you. No, listen, I'm telling right. you because what 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 a lot of people don't know is that a lot of these electronics, right? For instance, you 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 had a laptop before. Right. Yeah. 
when you get when you put your laptop on the charger, right? Mm-hmm. If you notice, once the battery is charged, it'll show you the, that the thing is full, right? When it's charging, it'll put like a little lightning bolt, right? Mm-hmm. But when it's fully charged, next to it, it'll be like a little plug next to it, right? Mm-hmm. That's letting you know that the, the the battery is fully charged, but the, the laptop is running off of the connected power. Yes. Well, we don't realize about these phones and tablets and all the other electronics that we have are that fail safe is the same way. If you if it didn't have that fail safe in there, your phone would explode because the power is continuing to go. So there's a fail safe in all of these batteries and and all of these electronics to tell the you know saying to tell the power source that. It's cut off from the battery. It's no longer using the battery. It's now using whatever power is being inserted into that. So don't believe that. They don't got shit to do with it. <laughs> That's not a real thing. That's what they tell you so you don't keep putting it on the charger and then you take it off the charger or whatever and then it just constantly die and all that other shit. Then you got to go buy a new one. That's not a real thing, bro. I hear you. But in my experiences of having phones all my life, the longer I leave that shit on the charge, the faster my fucking battery dies. I can do the same I, I, thing. I tell you this: take any take any phone you got, right? From from now until whenever, and take one phone and do like you say: take it off the charger when it's fully charged and all that, and then the other one continue charging it the same way you always been charging it. And I guarantee you, the phone that you take off the charger longer will not last as long. The reason that your the reason that the current phone dies the way you're charging, it don't got nothing to do with that. It's the fact that it's constantly doing something. It's constantly running something. So your battery is always being used. You gotta think about what you do throughout the day too. You listen to podcasts, you get notifications all day, you watch videos on there, you text, you call, you do you do everything on this one device that you're constantly using, constantly using, constantly using the battery. That's why the battery runs out the way it does. If you notice, remember back in the day, you could take a Nokia phone, charge it, and then take it off, and it'd be on for three weeks. You ain't got to charge it again until next month, for real. That's because <laughs> wasn't, <laughs> wasn't nothing happening. Wasn't nothing happening to that device. It was just calling and maybe texting. Now that you got so much stuff happening with this device, then you got to remember this too. It's a constant signal being sent there. It's a constant signal being sent out. It's a constant GPS signal being there, constant being out. It's roaming, you know what I'm saying? It's catching on different networks. It's moving it. So it's always doing something. It don't, your phone don't never stop. If you notice, you could barely turn that uh, iPhone off. They don't yeah. even have a power button for the iPhone like that, except on the side. And then it takes forever to cut that mug off. You got to go through settings to cut them off basically now. I hear you. The difference is the phone that I used to pod on, mm-hmm. like I used to leave it charging like all the time. Mm-hmm. When I would unplug it, it would die in less than an hour. And what but the phone, doing? nothing but pot. That's it. And I left it charged. Would it be would it be on the would it be on the charger while you potting? Yeah. 
and it was fine. But if I unplugged it from the charger, uh-huh. that phone would die in 30 minutes. It's an older phone too, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why. So you don't got the capabilities that newer phones have. I, I hear you. But I bring that up to say, no, because yeah. like I'm trying to get to the point, like, because okay, going off your point. Mm-hmm. Now their phone's not getting notification. There's no right. GPS hooked up to it. Right. And all of this stuff that you just said. So maybe that's why their phones went down as fast, because number one, there was no reason that to even touch your phone. That iPod was I mean that iPad was still going. That's the one I'm really talking about. The iPad she was watching friends on. It was stuck from that point we seen it stop in the movie to the next point that they showed it. She never put that motherfucker on the charger. But it never played. It was just stuck there. It was buffering. Oh, well, I didn't see it. It was buffering. Yeah. Go back but... and look. It was buffering. That motherfucker should have been dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying that I just that was something I caught on to. I'm like, damn, that motherfucker ain't died yet. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, like. So, like, the ending that everybody's upset about is so the last thing that we see, well, second to last thing we see is Mahershala Ali talking to Ethan Hawke, like, after they talked to Kevin Bacon, he was like, yo, maybe I should go to that house. We know that he got, you know, some bunker shit that's not approved, so, like, there's no mm-hmm. blueprints about it, or whatever, all this type shit. But he was like, I know that they was building something over there, but you gotta understand, if you go there, there's going to be some people that want to take the place from you. So he was having the conversation with Ethan Hawke, like, yo, are you willing to do what's necessary? If we go over here, we're going to have to stand our ground to keep this. Because if people find out about it, they're going to be willing to do whatever. Are you willing to do whatever? Mm-hmm. So then we go to the girl. She goes, she finds the bunker, she turns the thing on, all the power comes up, and like these people already knew well, obviously, there's no internet, there's no streaming, there's no nothing. So the only way we're going to be able to entertain ourselves is through DVDs. Mm-hmm. So these people had all their DVDs of, yo, but when I saw it, the first thing that came to mind, this is no disrespect. I was just like, yo, you could tell this is a white person bunker. Because mm-hmm. I seen some of the, it was like, I, everybody loves Raymond, Friends. Like it, it was like all the just, just, just y'all know what I'm trying to say. So then, the girl sees friends. She goes straight to the last season, pop that bad boy in. Which what, what was funny was, but I mean, I guess 13 with technology being the way it is. Because I remember like when my kids were like babies, and these motherfuckers just just get get an iPad, mm-hmm. figure that shit out. It's like you're looking at them like. How the fuck these motherfuckers know how to work this damn iPad? He's two years old. He knows exactly where to go. And it's like, I say that to say, me and you, we grew up in the DVD area. So we know how to work these damn DVDs and the DVD mm-hmm. player. It's like, how the fuck does a girl know how to work this damn DVD player when she grew up streaming? But anyway, that's besides the yeah. point. But anyway, she puts it in, goes straight there, watches it in the movie end. Yeah. And like, people were so upset. And I'm like, when you look at this character, I think her name was Rose. When you look at the Rose character, she was one track mind. All she fucking thought about, what ran through her mind constantly throughout this whole movie was what the fuck happens in Friends in that last episode. Yeah, she a kid. Exactly. 
when you think about kids, what do they do? They only focus on shit that they focus on. They, they don't give a shit about all this other stuff. Fucking planes crashing out the sky and but fucking... You, know, you, you gotta remember this, too. You gotta remember this about Ray. She didn't know what was going on. Exactly. She, she just knew a phone wouldn't work. No, she just knew something was going on. She didn't really know what was going on. Everybody else was getting information. She was they was leaving her out of it. Yeah. To protect her, right? But then you also gotta remember this. As a kid, like what what responsibility does she really have? None. So you know what I'm saying? That's uh, until they give her certain responsibilities and like teach her stuff as this is going on, like she's gonna continue doing the shit she was doing before all of this happened. So yeah. For her to go wander off and go to that house after she's seen that house and go, you know, go through that house and risk her life to, you know, go find out what's going on in this house. If you really think about it, she was really the smartest one there. Because she knew the least amount of information. She was, there was nothing to overthink. Absolutely. So her thing was she's seen this house, right? And because she seen this house, she knew that something was there. It's, it's a possibility of something being there. Maybe somebody else is there, whatever. But something is there. Mm-hmm. While everybody else is trying to figure out what's going on and all this other shit, and trying to, you know, do their best job to stay safe, her going to this house, she really was the one who kind of really saved everybody. Because now that she's there, now that she's in this house or whatever, she pretty much got the spot secured. Remember, when she was walking through the house, her mom called for her mm-hmm. before she walked down that hallway. And she looked out the front door. She stopped, and then she continued to walk down the hallway because she seen the light. She could have yelled out to her mom, hey, I'm, I'm here, blah, blah, blah. And, you know what I'm saying, they could have got there and then I'm assuming Mahershala and Ethan Hawke got there too. But for the most part, though, she was just doing really the the most human thing to do. And that was survive. When she got there, what's the first thing she did? She found something to eat. Yeah. What's the what's the next thing she did? She found she found a comfort spot. You know what I'm saying? Once she got down there, remember it showed the it showed the, the screens with the computers. They were talking about yeah. the U.S. is under cyber. It told you everything you needed yep. to know. So I think the ending, because of the way it ended, is was trying to do something that for all those people that are saying that this was a bad ending, you you fucked up the whole thing or what it was trying to get you to do. The whole thing about this movie is trying to get you to pay attention to what's going on. Right, mm-hmm. so the ending was perfect. The the um her watching friends had nothing to do with the ending. The ending was, remember when they went out to the shed, right? Mm-hmm. They seen the house. Her and her brother seen the house, and when they got back, didn't say nothing about the house. Her brother didn't say nothing about the house. Until he starts talking about the shed. Yep. 
we didn't hear nothing about the house again before that until uh, Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Said yeah. So basically, with everything that's going on, and remember, Mahershala didn't know that they was building a bunker or none of that shit. He was when it's, it's trying to tell you, yo, you have to be aware of what's going on around you. What it's saying is, you know, not just get away from these electronics and everything. Get away from yourself sometimes, because we get too caught up in our own lives. Because that's really the that's really that was really their downfall. They were so caught up in themselves that they couldn't figure out the shit that was going on. Remember, he drove all the way out there, right? As soon as he got out the car, what happened? The thing came up on the radio. He didn't even hear it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Then. When he got back, he was so distraught with everything that was going on. If you really think about what happened, then nothing happened to him. Nothing happened to him. He just got lost and he couldn't find his way back. That was it. And the lady kind of scared him, but that was it. For the most part. He came back like he was getting chased by bandits. Like the goddamn car blew up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like nothing happened to them. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Remember, remember, if you pay attention to the movie again, the son, when they was in the woods, he had that big ass tick or whatever. Yep. And got bit by a tick. His teeth start falling out. That could have been a disease from the tick. They thinking because of the radiation, the death, I mean, the, the sound that it uncreated radiation, now his teeth falling out. When in all actuality, we forget that the nigga got bit by a big ass tick. Yep. You know what I'm saying? With um with with Mahershala and, and all them, with with him and his daughter, right? Everything that happened at the place that there was at, remember he said, with everything that was going on, I forgot to get my coat. Mm-hmm. And my ID must have been in my coat. Well, in a situation like that. You know, you usually supposed to keep your ID on you just in case anything happens. Why would your ID be in your coat away from you? You know what I'm saying? So like all of this shit is really just getting us to to show you you have to pay attention. You gotta get outside of yourself. You gotta get away from all of this shit that you're doing. For instance, with uh with the mom, you know what I'm saying? Her whole thing is she's so caught up in the fact that that these people just popped up at the house and they might be trying to do something. She didn't even realize in the moment. That he called her name, he gave her all the information he was supposed to give her, and he was like, yeah, you know, they don't put our faces and stuff on it. He gave her a very valid reason as to who he was and why he was there. And even still, because she was so frantic and caught up in the moment, she didn't pay attention to nothing that man said. Even when her husband reiterated everything, she still didn't pay attention. So you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of thing I'm talking about. Like, it's this movie is really just telling you, yo, you got to start paying a lot more attention. You got to start being aware of things. You got to, you know what I'm saying? You got to know things because for Kevin Bacon to be the one to tell you, oh, yeah, they building a damn bunker. You know what I'm saying? He giving them more information than anything else in the movie was given. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that's really what it is. So at the end, when they showing you everything that's happening on that computer screen, they, it's telling you everything that's going on. It's giving you all the broadcast alerts and everything else. You know what I'm saying? 
it's telling you everything. But because people are so caught up in what's supposed to happen, you're not paying attention to the fact that the ending is the computer screen. It's giving you everything you need to know what happened. It told you the whole movie on that computer screen right there. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's really just all it is. It's just, we, you know, people get so caught up in something, you know what I'm saying, supposed to be so grandiose. And that wasn't the thing. You know what I'm saying? She found the safety. They was on their way to safety. You know what I'm saying? And boom, the computer screen hits you. U.S. cyber attack. This is happening. That's happening. Stay this and stay that. Stay away from major cities. And da 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 da. And remember, the mom kept saying, "We got to get out of here. We got to get out of here." As soon as they leave, what happened? They find a, a goddamn parking lot full of Teslas on the highway, on the entrance. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, th- I think that was the. I think that was the overall thing was just to pay attention and be aware of everything that's going on around you. Because sometimes, you know, we get too caught up in, you know what I'm saying, the little stuff that we don't see the bigger picture of everything else that's happening around us. 100%. Well said, man. I can't add nothing else to it. That was well said. For sure, man. Let's get into uh, let's get into the fire flames. Let's do it. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. All right, man. So what you rating these joints? All right, man. Um, cast was dope. I appreciated it. I didn't know who the kids were, but um, but they 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 did a really really good job. Um, honestly, man, I, I think people were just a little bit too harsh on this movie. Um, but I, I think it's because people have an expectation of being able to predict what's going to happen. And I think that they couldn't predict how this was gonna go. They were disappointed. But um honestly, man, I'm I'm gonna go for it. Um I need to watch it again. I wasn't able to watch it multiple times like you were. But from off of one watch for how they did it and the explanation the uh the explanations that was given, I thought that they were very accurate from what I would think in that situation. So I'm going to give it a four. Okay, so I'm going to go a step below you and I'm going to give it a three and a half. And the only reason I'm giving this a three and a half is because I would have liked to see um, a little bit more of what was happening around them, right? I think that the Tesla thing was dope. I, I like to see, I, I like seeing that. Um, I thought that the deer situation, when they kept having the deer and the animals pop up and all that, I thought that was dope. That was something that's different. Um, but even when he had traveled away, you know what I'm saying, I would have liked to see him find an area of town that, you know what I'm saying, where the stores and stuff was empty and something like that. I would have liked to see a little bit of, you know what I'm saying, extra um, about what was going on around him. Uh, even seeing the city at the end, I thought that was a great uh, addition. But I think that's really, that was a, the major, major part for me, not really knowing everything that's going on. Because really, as you're watching this, you're kind of lost too until, like I said, the end. So you don't really know exactly what's happening. You kind of, the, I think the dope thing about it is you feel like you're kind of there with them. Because, you know what I'm saying, you're just as lost as everybody else. You know what I'm saying, because there's not a lot of explanation. Um, 
But the 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 good thing about it is, I think that the acting was superb in this movie. Um, I think everybody did an amazing job acting. Um, you know, Julia Roberts did a, a great job. Mahershala did a great job. Um, you know, the the fact that they they kind of made you feel like you were on the fence about who to trust, who not to trust. You know what I'm saying? Who who do you think is going to do something? Who you, you know what I'm saying? Who may not be able to do nothing? You know, so I thought that was good. So I'm gonna go three and a half. Okay, I imagine. All right, man. Let's get into uh, coming soon. Bet. Coming soon to own on video and DVD. All right. So what do we have coming up next, my guy? Is it? Um, are we going to go to back to the non two? Uh, yeah. We could we could do that, cause uh, but we this you know I won't do we won't do it on camera today. But that I got an idea for the uh, for the first part of the year. All right, cool. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm with it. So, but yeah, yeah. We could uh, we could we could go back and we could knock out the nut too, cause we were supposed to do it this episode, but yep. this is one of those ones we really wanted to get in real quick. Yeah, definitely had to tackle this one because this was uh. Very interesting concept for a movie, um, and like you said, man, it was it was pretty pretty well executed. It was, I, I think so. Movie at all. Um, so you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Nun Two is going to be the movie that uh, we do next, uh, following, you know, what I'm saying the first Nun, of course, and um, the rest of the um, Conjuring universe. You know what I'm saying? This is uh this was an interesting one. But I got a I got a weird take. I don't know if you've seen this too, but I got a, a weird take when we do this one. So y'all okay. be ready for this one, man. So um make sure you guys are tuned in for the next episode, last episode of the year. Um it's gonna be a good one. And uh I think that's that's it, man. That's all we got. Um Listen, if you enjoyed this movie, if you didn't enjoy this movie, if you two are stockpiling all items and you didn't take all the toilet paper this time, hit us up on socials, let us know, Instagram and X, at Viewer9Pod. You can hit us up on Facebook, VA Pod Watch Group. You can also subscribe to the pod. We got paid episodes, so go check those out. It's only $2.99 to do so. Um, you don't want to miss out on those because this upcoming year we got some some great great stuff uh, planned. All our behind the scenes episodes are going to currently and from now on be on um, our subscription episodes. So definitely subscribe. You don't want to miss out on those. And uh, yeah, if you would like to follow me personally, you can follow me on X at Scoops Bronson. I have a uh, link in my bio. You can find me everywhere else there. And y'all can find me at s.foster8 on Instagram and X um, at 28 Minutes or Less Pod. That's just on IG. Uh, follow the podcast, 28 Minutes or Less. Um, new episode will be coming out um, by the end of this week um, where I do my annual uh, top 10 albums of the year. So um, I'm getting that together. So that will be coming out very soon by the time you hear this episode. So be on the lookout for that, and that's all I got. Cool, man, cool. Um, 
So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Until the next episode, like they say in Hollywood, that's a wrap. Okay.